a great networker requires intentional choices and action, especially if you don't want to leave any future success on the table. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money while respecting the math of it. Because you know, these are the elements that impact your results, your feelings, and your experiences. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in today. Thank you. And hey, before we dive into today's episode, I want to put on your radar the next Comfort Circle dinner, which is our last one before we take a pause for the summer. It's on Monday, June 28th at 6.30 p.m. And this time around, I will have a co-host for this dinner, Michelle Warner, the creator of Networking That Pays. I'm especially excited for you to learn about the science-based system she created to help you put relationships first when it comes to networking. Because the way I see it, if you can network without building relationships, but not the reverse, let's do what we can to get better at it. To learn more and to RSVP, please go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. Now, let's dive into today's show. If you worked in any aspect of financial services or traveled in certain circles, you knew the Black-founded CPA firm, Mitchell Titus. It was co-founded in 1974 by Burt Mitchell. And although he's now retired, the firm remains the largest minority-controlled accounting firm. Soon after starting my business in 1995, I met Bert, and he introduced me to his daughter, Tracy Mitchell. She became a dear friend of mine, and boy, did we have fun. We had just as much fun hanging out as we did working together. And she left this earth way too young. But when I think about her, I smile and I can hear her voice so clearly, whether it was she calling me or me calling her, hearing her say, hey, Miss Flo, why such a moniker, Miss Flo? Because I know a lot of people in multiple circles. And almost any time we went somewhere in a place as large as New York City, we'd end up running into someone I knew. Some friends tease me about this still being true today, often betting how long it will be before we run into someone that I know. If the number of people I know were the measurement of how great a networker I am, I'd score quite high. The same is true when it comes to how well I use my network on behalf of others. But these metrics don't tell a complete story because the measurement of a great networker is far more multifaceted and nuanced. So with today's episode, let's take stock of what you might consider as a way of evaluating how great of a networker you are. 
And to capture some of the subtlety, let's use a scale of one to 10 instead of a binary rating of good or bad. And let's start with taking stock. How do you currently network? Do you network by referral, via social media, or do you have some other method? And as things begin to open up even more, do you plan to now attend events in person? How often do you network? Are you systematic about doing it? Like, do you have a system in terms of your frequency, of preparing, of engaging, of following up? On a scale of one to 10, what rating would you give yourself for the questions I've just posed to you? As you review these rankings, what story is emerging from your ratings, both in terms of what you would consider you are doing well, and the same with where you see some improvements are needed. Now let's look at your networking style, and let's do this in three phases. Before the event, at the event, and after the event. Before the event, what do you do to prepare, whether the networking experience is in person, by phone, or Zoom? Notice I didn't mention here email because I don't think any sort of networking should start and, and be experienced and end by way of email. I just don't think that's cool. That's not really good. So anyway, what do you do to prepare for a networking experience, be it again in person, by phone, or Zoom? What about when you are at the event? And, and in this case, I don't just mean event as being an, an in-person experience. The event could be by person or by phone. Do you ask questions or is it all about you? Do you listen more with the intent to be present rather than waiting for an opening to turn the focus to you? Do you have a wandering eye if you are at a physical in-person event? Are you scanning the room for who next you want to speak with instead of focusing on the person or the people in your immediate space that you are in conversation with? Do you thank the person with whom you're talking for their time before moving on to speak with others? Or do you invite them to join you so that you both can meet and speak with other people at the event, again, if it's in person? And do you offer to remain in touch only if you sincerely want to, instead of extending that offer out of a feeling of obligation? And that brings us to what happens after the event. And again, it can be an in-person event, by phone or by Zoom. Do you follow up in general? Do you follow up in whatever way you all agreed? Do you wait until a degree of trust has been established before you make an ask, especially if it involves asking the other person to open their Rolodex? Do you only remember to follow up when you need something you believe the person can help you with? Again, on a scale of one to 10, what rating would you give yourself for this series of questions that I've just asked? And then again, what story is emerging from your ratings, both in terms of what you're doing well and where improvements are needed?
And here's one more question. What is how you approach networking revealing about your relationship with yourself? Yes, that's right. How you approach networking and where you rate yourself on the continuum can help you discover insight about yourself and that insight might very well surprise you. As I said at the start of the show, one of the things I discovered as I've taken stock of my approach to networking is my tendency to tap into my network more for the benefit of others than for my own purposes. I'm working on this. Another aha was realizing that while I am very good at following up, I am detail-oriented. Some of you know this. <laughs> I, you know, I've grown really accustomed to getting referrals that I really ask for them. I'm working on that one too. Here's something else that can help you with evaluating how great of a networker you are. And this is a tool that may surprise you in terms of the application I'm suggesting. Are you familiar with a SWOT analysis? If not, the acronym stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. SWOT. This visual tool was created in the 1960s by management consultant Albert Humphrey to help large organizations with their planning process. I happen to think the tool is beneficial for small businesses and entrepreneurs as well. And not only do we use it in our coaching engagement for their planning purposes, I also have all of my clients apply the tool to their money too. And as I was outlining this series, it occurred to me that perhaps doing a SWOT as it relates to networking could complement the insight that you've gotten from your self-ratings. So give it a try. Do a SWOT on your networking. And then when you've done all of this, when you've answered all of the questions, share with me what makes you a great networker. And if you're game, let me know by sending me a DM on Instagram. But here's the deal. However you answer the questions and whether or not you choose to share your results with me, Here's one thing I can tell you for certain. Being a great networker requires a lot of intentional choices and actions. Therefore, let the insight that you gain from your answers to these questions, along with your self-ratings, let them be useful to you. In other words, don't let this be that one episode that you simply listen to. Go back, go over the questions, give yourself a rating, and then ask, you know, what is it telling you about the things you're doing well and where there is room for improvement? Especially if you don't want to leave any future success on the table. Well, that is it for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. I am still in your ear, right? (laughs) I sure hope so. If you'd like to join us for this month's dinner, again, the date is Monday, June 28th at 6.30 p.m. It is on Zoom. You can go to jacquettetimmons.com 
forward slash comfort dash circle to get all of the details and to RSVP. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, tremendous thanks for tuning into today's episode. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money. Thank you.